You're listening to the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Klein. I've created a signature coaching program for law students to show you how to build confidence, design your dream life, create wealth, and thrive in law school and beyond. I am here to show you how to work on both your money and your mind so you too can become a wealthy future lawyer. Let's get started, squad. Welcome back to the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast. My name is Lauren Klein, and I am so excited to be talking to you today about my top five tips for law school success. So today is going to be a little bit of mix of practical tips and mindset tips that I wish I would have had before I started law school. We're going to be going through my key practices for you to set up your day, set up your routine, to start to build your network, to start to think positively and differently from most of your classmates, and to really be able to set yourself up for a peaceful, happy, positive, successful law school experience. Here on the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast, that is what we are all about. Me giving you my pro tips from my law school journey, and now my attorney journey, all about how you will succeed, how you can succeed in law school, and really the best way to approach your law school experience. The interesting thing about when you go to law school is most people have no idea what they're getting themselves into. Sometimes if you're like me, you have no lawyers in your family, and you really have no idea what the law school journey will entail, what you're about to encounter, the professors, the Socratic method, the, the different ways that you need to study. We're going to touch on all of these things today. I had absolutely no idea. And so my goal in today's episode is to really kind of shed some light on some of the things that you may not know about law school and to really provide you with five solid tips to have law school success. So let's get started. My tip number one is to create a solid law school routine. So what I did when I started law school, which is what I do not at all recommend that you do, is I just dove right in. I went to orientation. I got you know the, the different syllabi for the different classes. I looked over them. I did the reading assignment for the first class. That's a, that's a good tip in and of itself. Usually there is a reading assignment before your first day. If you've watched Legally Blonde, you know that she did not do her reading assignment and it did not end well. Um, But I just kind of jumped in. I didn't plan out my day. I didn't plan out my week, my month or my semester. I was not intentional with my time. And so I felt like I was just completely, you know, running around like crazy on the hamster wheel, being completely reactive instead of proactive about my day and what I was going to accomplish and, you know, week by week. And so that is not what I want you to do. I want you to really take tip number one to heart and make a a good, solid, consistent schedule. You're going to put down all of your class times. And by the way, you can do this either on paper or, you know, on a Google calendar or whatever it is, whatever method that you feel most comfortable Um, now as an attorney, I actually have both. I have my Google calendar and then I actually write out every day, my schedule and all of that. We're going to go through that, but whatever method works best for you or methods is what I recommend. 
You're going to write down all of your class times. You're going to write down when you're going to study. And just a little aside when it comes to study time, I highly recommend when you study, you do something called deep work. So what is deep work? You put your phone away, you put your laptop away or close out any you know notifications to the extent that you can. You set a timer, set a timer for a half hour, an hour, and just study. Study effectively, study, write, you know, write down what you're reading, have an outline in front of you, whatever it is that is going to work for you for that class, just do the deep work. So you're going to block out your study time. You're going to block out workout time, time for yourself. This is so important. What I did when I started law school is what I just studied. I went to class and I studied 24 seven and then I would sleep a little bit. And that is a recipe for burnout. You will not, you will not be able to continue that for very long without feeling like you're completely burnt out and exhausted. This is really, you know, this is a long game. Law school is a long game, especially in your first year. Um, and especially in your first semester. So make sure you take time for yourself and actually put it on the calendar. Put it on the calendar and actually respect it as if it's a meeting. If it's a meeting with a professor, with a network partner, whatever it is, actually take the time for yourself. If you don't do this, what happens is you're just going to feel like you're spinning out constantly and you're going to create a lot of unnecessary stress for yourself. Something that I'm really big on is there are stressors in life that are sometimes unavoidable, whatever it may be. But I like to try to eliminate stressors to the extent possible rather than manufacturing stress. And one way to get rid of a lot of that manufactured stress is to actually sit down and plan out your schedule. And if you want to do this with a couple of classmates and kind of compare and say, okay, how long are you putting in for study every day? Is it two hours? Is it three hours? When are you taking a break? Do we want to work out together? Whatever works best for you if you're more of a solo person or more of a group person, but just get it done and actually follow your schedule. Respect your time, be consistent, and don't only prioritize the studying and the class time that's on your schedule, actually prioritize yourself as well. So that way you can continue to put in the effort, bring your A game to law school, feel healthy, feel good, not burn yourself out. Another thing that I really think is important when you're creating this schedule is prioritizing your day. So when you're a 1L, that might really only look like study time, class time, workout time, break time for meals, break time for yourself and sleep. But make sure every day you prioritize what you need to get done. Either write it down the night before or the morning of, whatever works best for you. When you actually write it all out, this does a couple of things. And I do this all the time now as an attorney. It allows you to kind of see everything you need to get done. And again, it takes away a lot of that manufactured stress. It allows you not to forget what you actually have to get done, which is huge. And it just puts it all out in front of you. And so you're able to really get a lot more done. People always ask me, you know, Lauren, you have two kids, you have a law firm, you have a coaching business for law students, you have real estate investments, you have a husband, you have friends, like how do you do it all? And it's not because I have any secret or, you know, uh, superpowers. It really is because I write things down, I prioritize and I plan everything out. And that is something that I did not do in law school. And I know I would have, A, had a better law school experience and B, I, I would have definitely done better. I did great in law school, don't get me wrong, but I know I would have done much better if I had actually 
organized my time and, and prioritized my day. In the Law School Blueprint for Her, we actually have an entire module all about organization and my key tips for making sure that you're really planning out your day properly. But let's break it down. Let's go through a part, kind of what we do in the Law School Blueprint and how we organize. So like I said, you could either write it on a piece of paper or do it on a Google Calendar or a Google Doc. But I recommend, especially when it comes to your day-to-day, -to, -day, to actually write it out. So write down the date, you know, what day of the week it is, write down what workout you're going to do. Even if it's five minutes, do something, write down what vibe you want for that day. What music are you going to put on? What do you want to feel that day? Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel that you've succeeded? Do you want to feel that you are, um, making things happen? Whatever it is, write that down and ahead of time, decide what you want your day to be like. This will truly set the tone for a day and allow you to start your day off on, on a great foot. We also have a, a whole module about the morning routine in the Law School Blueprint for her because truly the morning routine is something that I attribute a lot of my success, especially when I was in big law and I had to bill eight to 10 hours per day. I really attributed setting the, the tone and schedule for my day every single day to being able to accomplish everything I did, even after I had kids. Also on this piece of paper, when you're writing out your day, I want you to write three things that you're grateful for. This is a part of your schedule and a part of your daily routine that I want you to implement. Before you go off to class, start studying, go to the law library, start to hear some of the potentially negative chatter from your, your classmates, I want you to just flood yourself with gratitude and remember why you even went to law school in the first place, everything that you have and everything that you're grateful for. This is something that I do every single day before I even get out of bed. I just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Flood myself with gratitude. Even if I know it's going to be a crazy day, I have tons of meetings, whatever it is, because it sets everything and puts everything into perspective. And it just allows you to start the day off on the right tone. I want you to also write down the three things that must get done that day. These are your absolute non-negotiables, whether it's reading a couple of cases for your contracts class or, you know, setting an appointment with the legal writing professor to go over a brief or emailing uh, people that you met at a networking event the prior week, whatever it is, I want you to write down your three non-negotiables. In addition, I want you to write down your to-do list. So the to-do list is you know, the things that you want to get done that day, but not the non-negotiables. Those are the three that you're going to write down first, but then write down your to-do list, your running list of things that you need to do and anything that you don't get done that day, I want you to move to the next day. This is an amazing method. It helps me to get so much done. It helps me to stay on track. And I know this is going to help you so, so, so much to stay on track in law school, to accomplish everything that you want to do. And I promise you, if you do this, you will see yourself becoming more prepared for class feeling more confident, which is going to help you overcome a lot of that imposter syndrome that inevitably is going to pop up when you start law school. And it's just going to help you to stay organized. And all of that is going to lead to higher grades, more confidence, more rest because you're prioritizing yourself, which will all equal a much, much, much more successful law school experience. And the last thing that I want you to do on your schedule prioritization, um, process that we're talking about is I want you to just write down three people that you want to send love and happiness to. So this is a little different from the gratitude. This is I'm sending 
happiness and joy to my mom, to my classmate who's really struggling, to my friend that I haven't talked to in a little bit. And you can actually just write their names down and just remember and feel the love for them. Or you can actually just send them a quick text. This is a great way for you to stay in touch with the friends that you may not see as much, especially in your first year of law school, because you're so focused on getting things done. Um, but just sending them a little text or even just thinking about them is going to really, really start your day off right. So that's, that's tip number one, really creating that solid routine, writing things down, prioritizing, and just starting your day and continuing your day from a place of gratitude. I promise you, if you do this, you will feel much more organized on track and you will also have a much more positive, you know, just vibe about you and experience throughout your day, even when things may start to go off the rails or a professor calls on you unexpectedly or whatever it is that may happen to you that day, traffic, you're late for class, whatever it is, if you do this, you, especially if you do this consistently, you will see such a change in your day to day, which day to day will total up to a much, much better law school year. Tip number two, this one is so, so important. I want you to set your why before you start. So if you're, if you're going into your 1L year, this is great. But even if you're going into your 2L or 3L year, I want you to kind of go back to why you started law school in the first place. There's no right or wrong answer, but I want you to write down the why, whatever it may be. You, you want to follow in your mom's footsteps. You want to be the first attorney in your family. You want to really help those who need help. You want to use your powers as an attorney for good. You want to make a lot of money. Whatever the why is, it's, it's not about the why itself. It's about what's important to you. And I want you to write down underneath the why, this is the reason I went to law school. I believe in myself. I believe in my why, even when times get tough, even when things get hard, even when I get stressed out, even if I don't get the grade that I expected, whatever it is, I want you to just write out a little affirmation. And I want you to put this somewhere that you can see. It can be on your laptop, on the background or on a post-it note, in a background on your phone, in your, your, you know, your planner that we just went through of how you're going to lay everything out, wherever it is, or put it all over the place, because there are going to be days when you want to give up, when you feel extremely stressed out, when you feel like you have no idea what's going on or which way is up or down, and it will feel so good and it will help you so much to stay on track, to be able to go back and refer to your why and your affirmation of why you're doing it and why it's happening. I promise you, if you do this, it will help you so much because there will be times that you will question your sanity your, your friends who are not in law school are going to say, why are you doing this? This is crazy. You're spending so much time studying, so much time in the law library. We haven't seen you in weeks. What's going on? Why are you studying over Thanksgiving break? Well, because you have finals. That's the answer why. But people are going to start to question why you're doing this. And you're going to start to question why you're doing this, especially when you're in the thick of it. So being able to go back to your original why will be so, so, so key. Something else that will be really key as you think about your why and as you continue to revisit that is aligning yourself with other people who have also really thought about why they're doing this and why they're there. Making friends with those people, connecting with those people. 
in the law school blueprint for her and the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad, our mastermind that goes along with the coaching program, we are all about creating a community that you can go back to when you're feeling really down, when you're feeling like you don't know what you're doing, when you feel like you're out of place, like you don't belong. That is really the driving force behind the entire program that I've created in this whole podcast is being able to flood your brain with positivity, stick it out, know that this is a long game, know that you're going to become an attorney and know that you will, you will be able to enjoy parts of this experience. I know that sounds so crazy and most people may not even agree with that, but I promise you, if you really think about why you did this in the first place, it will allow you to return to that positive thought and allow you to just continue on your journey without giving up because so there will be times that you feel like you want to give up. And I promise you it will be so worth it. Keep going unless you really do decide, you know what? Law school is not for me. Becoming an attorney is not for me. That is fine. It is okay to change your mind. But most often what happens is you just feel down. You feel like you don't belong. You feel like no matter how hard you study, you don't know the answer in class, whatever it may be. So returning to your why and your affirmation will help you so, so much to have law school success, I promise you. Tip number three. I wish someone would have told me this before I, I started law school because I spent pretty much the entire three years and then a fourth year in my tax LLM thinking that I was the only one who had no idea what was going on. Okay. You, I promise you, you are not the only one who does not know what's going on. No one does. No one has been in law school before. I think one of the reasons that there are so many mental health struggles in the law school community is you start and day one, it's as if you are expected to know how to think like an attorney, to brief a case, to read case law, to stand up in class and answer a professor who's just asking you questions off the top of your head of what, you know, an element to a con, all the elements to a contract is. And you've, you've, you know, you've obviously got through undergrad, but most often in undergrad, there is no Socratic method. There's no cold calling. So this is all extremely new. And because it is a competitive um, environment filled with a lot of professionals, it's a little different from undergrad. I feel like your law school colleagues, and I think we all did this, we all want to pretend like we seem like we know what's going on. But the danger in that is everyone thinks that everyone else knows and that you're the only one. And so I want you to just know going in, I promise you that you are not alone in feeling like completely out of the loop. You have no idea what's going on. That is totally normal. I mean, think about it. If you're a pilot and it's day one of going to pilot school, they're like, okay, get up on that airplane and fly it. I mean, can you imagine? That would be absolutely insane. But I think that's what law school feels like. And that's why law students can feel really down on themselves, especially, especially in the SME, if you had no other attorneys in your family. If this journey is completely new to you, it's going to be really hard to feel like you're not the only one who doesn't know. But I promise you, you are not. Now, Within this tip of knowing you are not alone, I want you to ignore the following types of people. I want you to ignore the naysayers. I want you to ignore the people who just talk about 
how hard and impossible law school is all the time, how the student debt that they're incurring is insane. They're never going to be able to pay it off, that the job market sucks, da, 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 da. I can remember when I was in law school sitting out, we had a breezeway where, you know, people would take breaks from studying and sit. And the just the content of those conversations, I remember it was so negative and I definitely participated in it. It was just like what everyone did. We just sat around and complained. And I want you to know that all of the, all of those things are complete lies. You can be absolutely successful in law school and after you can get an incredible job. Maybe your first job or your second job may not be that incredible job, but you will find your path. I promise you. Law school debt. I know we talked about it in a prior episode. We will continue to talk about it because I know that is one of the biggest, biggest stressors that law school students think about and face. But I want you to kind of put the naysayers out of your head. I want you to think again about your why, why you're doing this. And I want you to just be grateful. You're great. Be grateful that you get to experience this law school journey. You are becoming an attorney. How amazing is that? What an amazing gift to yourself. So, you know, listen, we all have days where we complain. We don't have to be like positive poly 24 seven, but the danger when you surround yourself with naysayers is they always say you are the sum of the five people closest to you. And I think in law school, that is there is so, so true. So be careful. Don't surround yourself with the naysayers. Another type of person that I want you to ignore is the know-it-all. You are going to encounter a lot of know-it-alls in law school. Whether they actually, there's no way they know it all, but whether they know some or they know none, they will act like they know everything. Um, They will act like they've read, you know, cases, you know, in their sleep and in undergrad and that they're the expert in all of these different things. I can promise you they are in the same boat that you are, even if they had a pre-law degree, they are still going through the law school journey just with you. I think maybe sometimes this is like a defense mechanism for people in law school, So my advice would be, you know, just ignore them. Don't worry about the know-it-alls. You will be fine. Just do your, do the work. There is no substitute for the hard work of preparing for class and studying and reading and all of that, but you can just kind of put aside the know-it-alls. In kind of the same category of the know-it-all are the, the, the law students who have attorneys in their family. So it's the, you know, the one who, oh, my mom's an attorney or my uncle is, you know, this and that. And they act like they know so much more than you. I remember I interned with a judge uh, my the summer between my 2L and 3L year. And I, I was working with an attor- a law student whose mom was an attorney um, in criminal law. So in the same area of the, of the judge that we were working with, we were interning in the criminal law co- uh, court. And he acted like he knew so much about everything. And I believed him. And I mean, I'm sure he knew a little bit more than I did. But I think, again, it was a defense mechanism. And I let him make me feel it wasn't his fault. I let him make me feel like I had no confidence, like I had no idea what was going on. And if I had just kind of taken his know-it-all, you know, my mom's a lawyer demeanor with a grain of salt, I would have felt so much better about myself and not worried so much that I somehow was lacking or I wasn't, you know, going to cut it as an attorney. That was like obviously a complete lie that I was telling myself, but I believed it day in and day out. I spent time with him and I would feel bad about myself. And again, not his fault. I should have ignored it. 
And the last type of person I want you to ignore is the gunner. This is kind of like the know-it-all, but this is the person who's always raising their hand in class. They always seem to know the answer. They're overly confident without really any evidence that they should be. And it's fine. Again, I think it's just people, you know, trying to make it in law school and have the defense mechanism, but just, just kind of put them to the side and say, just do you only really on a day-to-day basis, compete with yourself and worry about yourself and what you're doing and do the best that you can and stick to that schedule. Okay. I keep saying all these tips are like my favorite tips, but tip number four, I think actually might be the most important tip. And the reason I say that is it will start in law school and it will continue after law school. So tip number four is that your network is really the most important thing. It's a little cliche. You know, people always say your network is your net worth, but it's, you know, usually cliches are true. The most important thing you can do in law school is to build up your network. Yes, grades are important, especially if you want to go to a big firm. Yes, if you join Moot Court or Law Review, all of those things are really, really great. And I encourage you, if you're interested in those things and if they align with the attorney that you want to become, absolutely get the best grades you can. Join the things that make sense. But the hands, the hands down, the most important thing you can do is to build up your network. So when you're in law school, start going to different events. If your law school offers different networking events, different, I went to uh, a private Catholic law school. So we had a lot of happy hours. If your school offers a happy hour, go to the happy hour, make yourself a business card, make yourself a, you know, your name, the year that you're expected to get your JD, your email, make it a nice professional looking email, your phone number, whatever else you think would be interesting. I think it would be great to even put a picture on your business card. It's super easy to do nowadays and go to networking events go to functions with judges, go to functions with other attorneys, uh, reach out to family friends that you have, whatever it is, reach out to, you know, law- lawyers that you're meeting, or especially people who are only a few years out and start to really reach out to those people and build that network with them. And when you meet them, when you give them, you know, your business card, if they have one, get theirs, of course, and then actually reach out to them send them an email, say, thank you so much. You know, it was so great to meet you. I really, really appreciated the chat. I love that you told me about, you know, reach out, send them an email, say, you know, it was so great meeting you. I loved, I loved hearing about estate planning. I loved hearing about your latest criminal case. I loved hearing about, you know, your two-year-old and they're really into soccer, whatever it is, make it something that shows that you were actually listening to them and that you were paying attention and that you remember them and set a reminder, you know, set a reminder in your email. If you don't hear back, follow up in a week, don't flood them with emails, but just stay in touch with them. You know, reach out every quarter, every semester, whatever it is, offer to grab them a cup of coffee. Most often they're going to buy the coffee for you, but offer of course, and just start to build a connection You know, I wouldn't do this with everybody, but if you start to think there's an area of law that you're interested in, you know, start to really network with people in that area or even just network with other attorneys who seem like they have the type of life as an attorney that you would want to have. So if you see an attorney who's really seems to be enjoying their experience, they take vacations, they 
They take time for themselves. They don't only talk about being an attorney all the time. Those are really great people to kind of model your career after and really get to know because they will be big supporters for you along your journey. Another thing that would be a really, really great way to start to build your network, and I did not know about this in law school, is reach out to different bar associations in your area. It could either be just a general bar association or, for example, I used to be the co-chair of the Young Lawyers Division of the tax section of the Florida Bar. And we actually had a budget to invite law students to different events. So whether that was, you know, a happy hour, something small like that, or sometimes even to um, a hotel for a conference, you know, we actually had a budget for that. And we didn't have a lot of law students who were actually reaching out to us and we were promoting it. And so if you reach out to these bar associations, say, hi, I'm a law student at such and such law school, I'm graduating and 2020, whatever it is, I'm interested in contract, business law, IP, estate planning, criminal law, whatever it is. Uh, I would love to attend an event or a conference. Um, is there anything coming up? Are there any opportunities? And I bet you there will be opportunities and you will get to meet all of the people in that bar association in that area that you may want to go into. You will start networking with them. They will be absolutely thrilled that a law student, a future young attorney is in their midst. They're going to breathe some fresh life into this bar association. Get to know them because by the time you graduate and they start looking to hire first year, second year, third year associates, they're going to know your name. They're going to know your face. They're going to have that level of trust and knowing you. And it will it will help you so, so much. So that is actually how I got a job in big law. So I graduated from law school. I got my LLM in tax and then I worked at Deloitte for a year. I really, it wasn't for me. And I was, after that, I was at a boutique law firm in Boca Raton doing estate planning and, and tax planning. I was the only tax associate. I was working really, really hard to do a great job for the firm, to really learn and hone my skills. And simultaneously, I joined the tax association of the Florida Bar. I got to know all the attorneys. They knew me by name. They knew, you know, where I was working. I would mention cases I was working on. I would just talk about myself, ask them about them. Trust me, if you talk with lawyers, just ask them about themselves. They will talk about themselves forever and they will be so thrilled that you asked. And so by the time Holland and Knight in Miami had a position available in the private wealth services group, I already knew people. I already was building a reputation for myself, even as a very young attorney. And so that was the way that I was able to get my foot in the door with that job and ultimately secure that job. So your network truly, truly is the most important thing. Take these tips and whatever other ways of networking that you think is helpful. And I hate the word even networking, but it really is just building your network of people. However you want to do that, if you prefer, you know, more one-on-one -on -one or group settings, whatever it is, that is going to be one of your biggest, biggest ways to get a great job after law school, to have a network around you when you graduate that will be there to support you, to put your name out to other job opportunities, or even potentially to hire you. That really is probably the best tip that I could ever, ever give you for law school success. 
And my final tip for law school success, tip number five, is to be prepared and to understand the law school game. So what do I mean by this? Law school is a completely different animal from any other educational experience you've had in your life. It's different from undergrad all the way back to when you were in elementary school, of course. It's a different way of learning. It's a different way of studying. And so the more that you can be prepared and listen, if you're going into your 2L or 3L year, it's not too late to better understand the law school game. So don't tune out, continue to listen up. But especially for my 1Ls who are about to start this year, understand the law school game. What do I mean by that? Number one, learn how to study effectively. So when I was in college, I was a finance major. So a lot of my studying just, I would read the chapter before the class and that was it. That was really the only studying I would do. And then when it came to final exams, I'd probably memorize a few things. I'd, you know, whatever, talk to the professor. Sometimes they'd go over what would be on the exam even, you know, I mean, not, not always easy, but it, it definitely did not seem like completely a whole new, you know, ball game. But when it came to law school, I had no idea how to study effectively. So one of my best ways to really begin to study effectively is to talk to your professor when when you start a new class and say, you know, do you have any tips or things that I should be reading or doing or ways that I should be studying for your class? Actually ask the professor. No one ever does this. And I'm sure most professors will be very happy to at least guide you in the right direction of how to study. Something that's really important, I'm sure most professors will tell you this, is to really start to memorize the black letter of the law. So what does that mean? Actually start to read what the law is, the if there's elements to whatever it is, and really focus on that because there's going to be a lot of fluff. There's going to be a lot of examples. But if you know the letter of the law, that is really going to carry you so far. And especially when it comes to studying for your final exam, Using acronyms or other memorization techniques will really, really, really help you. Something else when you're studying effectively and that I don't think I fully realized until orientation of law school is most of the time your final grade is based on one exam. One exam at the end of a semester, which is kind of insane. It's a lot of pressure. And I think it's one of the reasons that, you know, a ter- uh, law students can feel so much pressure. There's only one exam at the end of the semester. And so I think a lot of people don't realize that. And that's one of the reasons that the pressure and the stress can get to be so great because you are literally doing everything that you can do the best that you can, not knowing if that's going to translate to an A, a B, a C, whatever it is. So knowing that ahead of time and knowing that you are in that long game, like I said, and not burning out and understanding um, you know, the best way to to really study and to consistently study is going to be the best thing that you can do. And as you get closer to your final exams, again, talk to your professors, ask what you should be doing to prepare, ask if there's anything you should be focusing on and begin to even practice taking exams. So when I was in law school, I didn't realize this until the second semester, but a lot of professors would give you old exams of theirs and let you take them and let you time yourself and begin to practice. Because if you've never taken a law school exam before, it is completely different from pretty much anything you've ever done before. And I, you know, there, there is really no substitute for just actually practicing, going through your outline that you've made, 
comparing it to, you know, other outlines, Barbary or whatever it may be, and just understanding how all of it works. Another part of understanding the law school game is knowing that you are going to get cold called. There is going to be, most professors still use the Socratic method, which again, I think really does contribute to a lot of the mental health struggles in law school, because you are just getting cold called on and you're expected to, you know, recite an answer and you are not an attorney yet. So just knowing that you will get cold called, some professors may ask you to stand up when you're getting called on. And if you don't have the answer, sometimes they will kick you out. That may seem like the end of the world, but I promise you it's not. Um, you know, ba back in the day, our brain had to be scared because we were getting, you know, we were being chased by lions and tigers and we really had a fear for our life. Most often now in today's modern society, we are not getting chased by, you know, a lion anymore. So our brain has replaced that fear, that fight or flight with everyday occurrences. Now, okay, getting kicked out of law school may not be an everyday occurrence, but it's not something that is going to eat you. So you may feel like your world is ending if that happened. Just know that it is not and you're going to be okay. Along the same line, knowing that you only have the one exam most likely and that that's going to be the way you're going to be graded, know that you are going to be on a curve. Now, a lot of people don't realize this because sometimes in undergrad, some classes are on a curve and some are not. What does this mean? This means that there's only going to be so many A's, so many B's, so many C's, et cetera. So knowing that, you know, you can study as hard as you can and you may not always get that A and that's okay. There's only so many to go around. If you didn't get it this time, you know, take what you've learned from that class and apply it to the next semester. But just knowing that not everyone's going to get an A is going to take a lot of that pressure off of you. I understand law school is a super competitive environment. But if you continue to apply all of these tips, especially building your network and studying consistently, I promise you, even if you don't get the A every time, or if you don't get an A at all that semester, you are still going to be able to have law school success and future lawyer success. I could promise you that so, so much. And I'm going to leave you with this as part of the final you know, tip, understanding the law school game, tip number five. Just know that law school truly is a hyper, hyper competitive environment. And if you do start to feel like it's messing with your head, messing with your mental health, know that you're not alone. Get help. Associate with other people who are thinking positively. Take time for yourself. Spend time with those who are not in law school, your friends and family who are completely outside of the law school world. And just surround yourself with other people who are doing the thing in a positive way. And if that means that you join us in the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad Mastermind, that's part of our incredible coaching program, the Law School Blueprint for Her, I would love to have you in there. I would love to help guide you through all of this, navigate the law school journey, the whole law school experience, and really make sure that you are taking care of yourself as you go through. Because again, this is a long game and I want you to truly, truly experience law school success and to become a wealthy future lawyer. Thank you so much. I hope this was helpful and I wish you all the success on your future lawyer journey.